Well, folks, our colleges and universities have been taken over by the radical left. A person who knows that better than pretty much anyone is a guy named Jeff Rabhan. He's worked in virtually all areas of the music and entertainment industry, and he's the former chairman of the Clive Davis Institute of Recorded Music at New York University. He joined us on the show this week to talk about the takeover of the universities by the radical left and their pro-Hamas supporters. Jeff, thanks so much for joining the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Pat. Glad to be here. So obviously, NYU has actually been the site of some of the uh, most controversial situations regarding the current conflict. Uh, the the student president of the Bar Association at, at, at NYU School of Law was filmed taking down posters of kidnapped children, issued a letter di- directly after the attacks by Hamas, suggesting that that was all the fault of the Jews. How prominent, you, you were working at NYU, obviously, for a long time. How prominent is anti-Semitism on campus? And, uh, and, and how is the administration supposed to deal with it? Well, you know, I, I think there's a couple of things. If you take a step back and you look, I, you know, there's, there's a perfect storm that occurred going back to uh, a combination of, of BLM and COVID that created uh, a perfect storm where students across the country, no longer students, they became customers. Universities were so afraid of losing money and so afraid of losing students and so afraid of upsetting students that were on campus, uh, having spent hundreds of millions of dollars, many of them, to follow protocols and what have you, it created an environment where students were empowered to think that anything they said and did was acceptable behavior and schools didn't push back from elite institutions to community colleges. And so what you have is it's a, it's a level of tolerance that we've never seen before. Universities have always been a great place for free speech and, and free thinking and for meaningful debate. But as the rhetoric and the vitriol has gotten more angry and more vicious and more hateful, they oftentimes are handcuffed and afraid to actually speak up. Um, I do know there are students at NYU that are afraid to go to class at this point. Uh, they don't feel empowered to speak. They're being shouted down. Students are going into classes at GW, at Stanford, at Harvard. And the universities are all very slow to act when most of them have mandates in their um, in their charters stating that hate speech is not allowed and it's cause for instant expulsion. You know, it is really impressive how the left-wing movement to legitimize anti-Zionism uh, has provided this extraordinary cover for anti-Semitism, where so long as you're shouting from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free, which means the extermination of Jews. So long as you don't just don't say exterminate the Jews, you just say like, you know, get rid of the Jewish state in this entire area and kill all the Jews in it by proxy. As long as you say it the right way, administrations at these universities pretend that this is just kind of normal political argumentation as opposed to the anti-Semitism it actually is. These universities are extremely sensitive about discrimination or or racism in any other form. When it comes to anti-Semitism, they seem to get incredibly shy. Why do you think that is? Well, you know, what ended up happening after, you know, the COVID BLM movement is universities invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into the equity, inclusion, and belonging divisions of their schools. And that really covered a lot of the LGBTQ plus community to make sure that everybody felt that's safe and at, and at home. Some of these institutions have 50, 60 people in those divisions, more than the political science department. And I guess what has ended up happening is, you know, I've heard you say before in the past that, you, you know, your, your child is stupid, not because, you know, not smart for the age, but, you know, inexperienced. And what's happened is when you take these emotionally flawed arguments um, and you pair it with a generation of kids at these institutions who, who all want to see the baby. They're just not interested in the labor pains. What you have is a failure of these institutions to educate appropriately, meaning you may be, you may be for a two-state solution. You may be very interested in Middle East 
politics, but you cannot equate supporting Hamas with with appropriate behavior, meaning there is no moral side to murdering and taking hostages. There's only one side to that argument. And I believe that institutions are afraid to stand up. We used to hear from university presidents all the time. This has been a fumble drill across the country at these quote unquote elite institutions, some of them sending out two, three messages. And I I, I found it to be uh, remarkably incoherent to decipher exactly where any of these institutions stand, which has only empowered a generation of inexperienced, emotional, flawed young people who have their feelings. But once again, feelings aren't facts, as I've heard you say over and over. I mean, uh, doesn't a lot of this just boil down to the simple fact that a lot of Jews thought for a long time that they're part of the intersectional coalition, they just aren't. And, and so the fact is that if Jews are assaulted on campus or if people are screaming genocidal things about Jews on campus, well, you know, the Jews aren't really victims because it, just as Whoopi Goldberg once suggested, the Jews are basically white people. And so white people are not victims in the United States of America. And because white people are not victims in, in the United States of America or really anywhere on earth, that means that if you have a conflict between quote unquote brown people, which is how it's seen on college campuses in terms of Palestinians and white people in terms of Jews, never mind that a huge number of Jews are actually brown in Israel. They're, they're from Arab countries that because of that false binary that's been created, the universities are deeply afraid of offending the quote unquote intersectional coalition by siding with the victims of other members of the intersectional coalition. That's 100 percent right. And I've actually made the point on numerous occasions that Jews are, are not white and genetically are not white. And, you know, what's ended up happening is um, oftentimes in 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 these cases, you know, most universities don't give financial aid to international students um, and many of them do have uh, major investments from uh, Arab nations, not only for campuses, but for many, many other things. And schools are, 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 are very, very weary of interfering with that dollar. Um, many, many are tuition-based and require that money in order to you know, continue to evolve and grow and make their own investments and build new buildings and all the things that they like to do. But I also feel like, you know, Jews have allowed themselves to, to be victims in these places. Jews need to speak louder and talk louder. And just like Bill Ackman's done at Harvard, there are a lot of names on a lot of these institutions that were major donations were made by Jewish Americans who not only supported uh, the growth of this country and the growth of industry and the growth of other minority groups, but um, they've continued to hire and support these schools. And the only way um, to, to bring Jews back to a place where they aren't feeling like victims or waiting for people to come and help is to pull support and to not hire these people and to not hire the graduates and to stop donating money. Because the only way you hurt any institution is by hurting their ranking and by hurting their endowments and, and, and their graduates. And people will, will have to educate themselves and realize that it's not okay to, uh, you know, to, to make these false equivalencies between uh, a political statement and hate. So, Jeff, you also work, obviously, a lot in the music industry and the entertainment industry. Um, the, the kind of split in the entertainment industry on this one has been astonishing to watch. There, there are some people who came out and signed a letter, obviously suggesting that Hamas is in the, the wrong, which would seem pretty obvious, and that, that hostages should be released. A lot of those people took actually flack for, for doing that. Jordan Peele online was taking flack for having signed that letter. Meanwhile, you had another letter that was put out by the likes of Alyssa Milano, John Stewart, calling for a ceasefire, which of course would benefit only Hamas at this point. Now, what is the prevailing mood in, in Hollywood and in the entertainment industry, the people who consider themselves our moral exemplars? 
I think historically the the entertainment industry has made an appalling showing in support of Israel and support of Jews. I think many of them are afraid of upsetting the talent, upsetting the stars, upsetting the stockholders. You know, a good friend of mine, Shirley Halpern, just wrote a great letter. She's the she's the editor of Los Angeles magazine now, but she wrote a great letter uh, on Puck calling for for an end to the silence. And and once again, you, you know, there there is a a fear among successful Jewish Americans, not only in industry, but in families to speak up and support of themselves. And that has to stop because every time we see an incident, another temple shot up, a, another community destroyed, it's always an 80-year-old grandmother crying outside of the shul. And, and what we need to see is the strength in numbers of the people who can actually affect the change. And instead of sitting silent, it went almost two weeks before anybody from the music industry came out and said something. President of Atlantic Records, Kevin Weaver, said something. And then finally, Mr. Davis followed a week later. They all should have been in lockstep. And unfortunately, same with the film industry. Very, very slow to move and act and change because they don't want to upset anyone. Just like NYU doesn't want to upset the student. They don't want to upset the foreign investor. They don't want to upset the donor. You can't be on both sides of of a moral issue. Well, that is Jeff Rabhan. He's the former chairman of the Clive Davis Institute of Recorded Music at New York University. Jeff, thanks so much for your time and your insight. Really appreciate it. Ben, thank you. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Gear up for the great outdoors with Forlow, the brand that's revolutionizing outdoor apparel. Forlow's non-compromised, 100% American-made outdoor apparel protects your body from the elements so that your mind stays focused on the hunt, on the water, or on the trail. Your adventure starts with a solid foundation, which is why Forlow's base layer is designed to provide the comfort and insulation you need to keep going when the temperatures drop. Their uniquely breathable down layer ensures that you stay warm without overheating. And since proper protection goes beyond insulation, the final layer, a waterproof shield, completes the system. From UPF sunblocking material that shields you from harmful rays to polygene technology that masks your scent, Forlow's innovative designs and cutting-edge material ensures that you can focus on the adventure, not the elements. Their commitment to innovation and American craftsmanship will carry you beyond the known and into the unknown where the journey truly begins. Get the most out of your time in the outdoors and go to forlow.com and use code DAILYWIRE for 20% off your purchase. That's forlow.com, code DAILYWIRE. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So, I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. 